All right, we're going to go through Revelation. Um, I'm just going to start in the beginning. We might kind of jump around. We might jump to Genesis some. There's some things that, um, that really just stuck out to me this morning. Or actually, it's like one in the afternoon. So I guess it, the beginning was in the morning. But here we are now. Yeah, God's been showing me some cool stuff with like um, the difference between like the old and the new covenant and like every, every, everything that shifted when Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden and everything that shifted when Jesus came. Um, yeah. So we're just going to go for it, dude. I bless you guys. Father God, I pray over everybody listening to this, God, that there would just be a hunger that rises up in them to know you, God, and to hear your voice, God, and to spend time alone with you, God, to spend time in worship, God, to spend time in prayer to spend time with their brothers and sisters, God, and to really get to know them and love them, God. They're brothers and sisters in the Lord, dude. Father God, I pray that we just fall in love with the people around us, God, inside and outside of the church, God, that we would would see them the way that you see them, God, that we would feel about them the way that you feel about them, God. Yeah. This is a revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the events that must soon take place. He sent an angel to present this revelation to his servant John, who faithfully reported everything he saw. Dude, God, I pray that I pray that we would just be a people, God, that faithfully reports everything that we see, God. I pray that we'd be a people, God, when we see you do something awesome, that we'd be telling people, God. I pray that we would see you move in such a way, God, that we wouldn't be able to hold it back. Like this whole book, God, this whole trippy book of Revelation with this vision and everything, God, like he could not help but write everything down, God. Even if you didn't tell him to write everything down, he probably would have wrote it down, God. God, I pray that we'd be people that see you in such a way that it's like that, God, that we're telling everybody, we're reporting everything that we saw, God, faithfully. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's awesome things that you want to show us and do. This is his report of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. God blesses the one who reads the words of this prophecy to the church. He blesses all who listen to its message and obey what it says, for the time is near. God, I pray that we would just be people that so obey you constantly, God. That we live in a place, God, of just wanting you, wanting to not only hear your voice and see you move, God, but to do what you're saying, to come in agreement with you, God. Every day, God, whatever it is, even if it's way out there, God, we want to have that crazy faith where we just go for it, God. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come. From the sevenfold spirit before his throne and from Jesus Christ. He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of all the things of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Jesus, I thank you that you've so freed us from our sins by shedding your blood. I thank you that your blood is enough, Jesus. I pray that that would just dig deeper into our hearts, God, that revelation, that it's all paid for, that we're really free. Yes, as you're the one who was and is and is to come, you freed us from sin that was and is and is to come in our lives, God. And it's not a when we sin, it's an if we sin, if we make a mistake, Jesus. I thank you that you so got us, that we're held in your arms, that you love us, and the price has been paid, and that we're in the presence of the Father today. (laughs) 
He is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead, and the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. God, I thank you that you did it because you loved us. You did it because you loved us, God. You did it because you care about us, God. You didn't do it because you were like, oh, you wretched, awful people. You need a savior. You're so terrible. (laughs) That's not his heart, guys. That's not his heart. His heart the whole time is and will always be and always was. I love you and care about you. I love you and care about you. You're something so much more than this. And we see it fully manifested in the life of Jesus. He has made us a kingdom of priests for God his Father. All glory and power to him forever and ever. God, I thank you that we're in your presence. I thank you that we're in your presence, God, that we don't need to go to a certain place or to a certain person to be with you and communicate with you, God, and to stand in the gap between life and death and speak life, God. I thank you that we can so do that right here and right now, God. (laughs) all glory and power to him forever and ever amen look he comes with the clouds of heaven and everyone will see him even those who pierced him and all the nations of the world will mourn for him yes amen god i pray that we would see you today i pray that we would see you today jesus Not in the way of like the whole rapture and all this stuff like they're talking about. But Jesus, I pray that we would see you today in in our everyday life. That we would see you in, in the beauty of nature, God. That we would see you in the clouds and the trees, in the stuff that people build, like these massive buildings and houses and roads. God, I pray that we would see your handiwork in everything today, God. At our jobs, God. In the lives of people around us. God, I pray that we just become so sensitive to your voice and filled with gratitude. (laughs) At the sight of your beauty, God. (laughs) That sounded pretty. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I'm the one who was, who I'm the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come the Almighty One. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. God had me write my name in here, so I read it. I, Jordan, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in the patient endurance to which Jesus calls us. It's so for us, you guys. It's so for us to live life with Him in the kingdom, to endure suffering, patiently in the kingdom. (laughs) We just changed up our, um, we changed up our, our, our feel on our, on our worship team. And I play drums and, um, and I've got to play quieter now. And at, and at first, like, it sounds weird, but like emotionally, I was not ready for that. I was like, I felt like not okay. I felt like, um, I felt like I was a little kid who had their toy taken away and like I was I was kind of okay on the outside but on the inside I felt like no I don't want to do it man this is not this is not honoring to God this is going to be the presence of the devil if we got to play quieter you know these are like my thoughts and um and that's not it man we just we we had to do it that way and honestly um 
really just an amazing thing that God's doing with that. And I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Um, but at first it was that, right? It was that like feeling of suffering. So I just want to encourage you guys and bless you guys in that, in the things that you're doing in the Lord, in the things that you're doing in life, even when it hurts, even when it's painful, even when you're hungry, you just keep going and you just keep doing it because you know that you're in the will of God and you're in the kingdom and it's coming from a place of love, dude. Even if you feel like your motive's off, even if you, so you're doing a good thing and a thought will come like, man, you're just doing this for yourself. You're just doing this because you want to serve yourself and you're just doing this for this reason and this reason and this reason. Dude, you cast that out. You say, God, I thank you that I'm not selfish and Jesus every day, you're my biggest fan and all you're speaking out is this one right here. I'll use my name. He's saying this one, Jordan, he's not selfish. He loves you, God. He loves you, God the Father. He's so for you and everything that he's doing is from a pure heart. Jesus is speaking out the opposite. When the enemy accuses you of being selfish, Jesus is constantly accusing you of being righteous. Of being in love. (laughs) I was exiled to the island of Patmos for preaching the word of God and for my testimony about Jesus. It was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Suddenly, I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. It said, write in a book everything you see and send it to the seven churches in the cities of Ephesus, Smyria, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. When I turned to see who was speaking to me, I saw seven gold lampstands. And standing in the middle of the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. His feet were like polished bronze refined in a furnace, and his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth, and his face was like the sun in all of its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, Don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I am the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death in the grave. Write down what you've seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen. This is the meaning of the mystery of the seven stars you saw in my right hand and the seven gold lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. We are in the right hand of God. (laughs) I so want to encourage you. You are his right hand man, woman, whatever you are. You're at, you're, you're at his right hand. You're, you're the best that he's got, church. He loves you. He is so for you. And he's excited to have you fully involved in what he's doing every day. I'd wrote on here, I'm your right hand man, God. I'm your shooting hand. I'm your trigger finger. You guys, you're God's trigger finger. He, he has you so a part of what he's doing, church. He so loves you. He is so for you. <laughs> says, don't be afraid. I'm the first and the last. I'm the living one. I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys to death in the grave. You guys, we've got the keys to death in the grave. 
All that we are belongs to Him and all that He has, all that He is, belongs to us. Those keys are our keys, guys. (laughs) We get to approach hell and speak life and open it up and set people free. That's who we are, guys. That's who we are, sons and daughters of God with the keys to death and the grave, living in and through him every single day, receiving his love, believing everything that he says about us, staying hungry for more. How do we hunger for more? You get around the food, dude. You want to get hungry, go hang out at Taco Bell. Go hang out at the China Buffet. Go hang out at Burger King, man. Go hang out where there's a barbecue going on. And dude, you're going to get super hungry even if you just ate. You know, give it a couple hours, you're going to be hungry, man. How do we do that in the Lord? Dude, go get in there, man. Go find where there's people worshiping and singing and dancing, man. Go find where there's people prophesying, dude. Go find where there's people in the word in a way where it's coming to life and it's not just dead and words on a page that we're reading and talking about and discussing and debating. Go find where the spirit of life is moving and you will get so hungry that you will not want anything else, dude. Father God, I bless everybody listening to this with that, that we would just stay hungry, God, that we would go, we would go to the, we'd go to the taco stand, I don't know if there's taco stands, we'd go to the burger stand, we'd go wherever it is, spiritually, God, and we would get so hungry, we would get so hungry, God, that we wouldn't want anything else, God. (laughs) Yeah. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. (laughs) Every time I read that now, I'm like, God, this is the message from the one who holds me. You hold me in your right hand. Thank you, God, for doing it. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. Man, I know all the things you do. I've seen your hard work and patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say that they're apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Oh, dude, this. Oh, God, I'm glad I remembered that. Okay. Um, okay, so yeah, God's saying that he knows all the things that we do. He knows, he knows that you know um, that you're discerning if other people are off in the Lord, like if they're missing the mark. Um, whatever it is, I, I saw, I saw something today and it just, it hurt my heart because it was like, it was like this thing written out basically, um, like tearing down, um, like pastors and preachers and, and leaders and worship people in the church that are, that are wrong and missing it. And I'm not saying they're not wrong and missing it, man. Um, like there's totally people out there missing it, but like God loves them, dude. God knows that we see that they're missing it. And um, the whole time he's saying, dude, love them like Jesus. It's like, those are your brothers and sisters that are missing it, man. That's who they are. Even if it doesn't look that way now, even if it looks like they're in sin or they're way off, dude, go love those people. Go love those people, man. Those people that you feel the most, is it animosity, is that the right word? That you feel the, that you feel the most, just like, you just want to punch them in the face? Dude, go go love those people, man. Bless those people. Pray for those people when no one's around. (laughs) Patiently suffer without quitting. 
I have this complaint against you. Oh my God, this was the next part. I wasn't even thinking about this, dude. This is the very next verse. It says, I have this complaint about you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works that you did at first. If you don't repent, I'll come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favor, that you hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans just as I do. God's saying, it's good that you hate it. It's good that you hate sin, that you're mad about what's going on, man, that you hate what they're doing. But you got to love the people, dude. You got to love the people, man. You can't just complain about how bad they are and how much they're missing it. You got to love the people. You've got to, and if you don't feel like you love the people, you've got to pray for those people until you cry and you do love those people, man. Bless those people. Bless those people. Bless the people that you think are wrong and that you feel like punching in the mouth. Bless those people. <laughs> Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He's saying to the churches. <laughs> the next part highlighted in blue. It says, To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. We hear Him. We, we agree. We do what He's saying. We receive what He has and we go. Everyone who's victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. And this really hit me, guys, because I was just, I hadn't been through the Old Testament a whole lot. I've gone through maybe everything in there like twice. Uh, the Psalms definitely way more. Um, but I was, I was in, the, in the Old Testament in the beginning. I was listening to this thing. It's called Streetlights Bible. And they have stuff on YouTube. They have stuff on Spotify. I'm not trying to like sell you anything, but I listen to them a lot because it's, they have the entire New Testament and then some of the Old Testament done as an audio Bible in the, in the New Living Translation version. Um, and they have this one where they take Genesis 1 through 6 and then they, they put it on a playlist. I can't remember what they call it. Uh, so they do Genesis 1 through 6, and then they do the entire book of John. And it's so like, just the order of it is, is so crazy. Um, and it's, it's the beginning of Genesis where like, if like, you're kind of new to reading the Bible and stuff, where it like won't trip you out because there's not like, you know, like 10 pages straight of just like in random instructions and, and how to's and stuff like it won't trip you out. Um, so I was listening to that right in the beginning of Genesis. And when I, and when I read this today, I was like, oh man, the tree of life. Cause I remember, I remember seeing stuff about that and being like, man, that's interesting. Cause we think about the garden. We think about the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that's bad. And that's the bad fruit right and, and that's totally a thing but I was looking it up back in there and it says like right in the beginning of Genesis in the center of the garden was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and they're and they're and they're right next to each other dude and it's like how crazy is that that like in the same way that the devil is tempting us with things God is tempting you with things constantly in the same way where you hear the enemy's voice in your head telling you that you're not good enough telling you to be mad at the people around you telling you to just spend time by yourself and isolate telling you telling you to live in fear man God is saying the opposite the whole time and even if we don't hear anything, we know that whatever we hear from the devil is literally God is saying the opposite, right? So how cool is that? Every time we hear that, every time I, I, I feel that, I'm trying to think of, of things that it's been for me lately. Um, if it's a feeling of like feeling like you're not doing enough, 
Man, if, if I feel like that, if I feel guilt, because that's guilt, right? Feeling like you're not doing enough. If I feel that, if I'm feeling this pressure to go do this and this and that, I'll stop myself and recognize right away in that same way the devil's talking to me, God's talking to me with a voice of silence. And I'll speak it out and I'll be like, God, thank you, God. I'm not under any pressure to do anything, but you love me, God. And there's peace where you are. And there's freedom where you are, God. And you're right here with me. Thanks, God, you love me before I ever did a thing. You're amazing, Jesus. Thanks for showing me who I am. And to just pray like that, dude, it's awesome. Okay, so then God God kicks Adam and Eve out of the garden, right? I'm going to read you guys this verse um, just because I want to make sure that I get it right on here. Okay, so then the Lord said, Look, the human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out, take fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden. Isn't that crazy, dude? And like, that's the thing. God said they could eat anything. They could eat of any, any, anything in the garden, right? Um, and they literally had the tree of life that would have made them live forever right next to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <laughs> Man. Okay. So God kicks them out. Kicks them out of his presence, dude kicks them out of his presence because if they would have if they would have ate from the tree of life after eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil they would have basically had like all of like the all of the like power of god in that way of eternal life but they would have been all wicked and twisted man i think about that now with like um with stuff in the church dude like i don't ever want to be able to heal people and prophesy and and get like way in the spirit and 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 do all this cool stuff in the lord but not be with him completely not be totally given to him it says the giftings and callings of god are without repentance so that means like you guys once once we figure these things out in the lord and he's like blessing us with this stuff and establishing us in this stuff it doesn't go away like there's been points like a year ago a little over a year ago i was living in sin masturbating smoking cigarettes on a daily basis not doing good right but people were still getting healed when i prayed for them like it doesn't go away so when we think about them getting kicked out of the garden i think it's almost like a similar thing like that um I don't know, man. Okay, I'm going to go back to this. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what He's saying to the churches. To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life and the paradise of God. God, we want to be people that eat your fruit. I pray that over myself, over everybody listening to this, God, today, that we'd be a people that receive the fruit that you have for us, God. It's the fruit of victory, God. It's the fruit from the tree of life, God, in paradise. And I thank you, God, that we're not with you to try and get into heaven, God. That's part of the deal. But we're with you that heaven could get back into us, back in the garden, back as if we never ate the fruit, God. I thank you that's the reality that we walk in today, God, that everything that was twisted and messed up in our life before Jesus you came to flip the script on so it has nothing to do with us anymore 
Everything, every twisted way that we lived our lives, God. It doesn't matter, guys. It doesn't matter if it's been a couple years or a couple months or a couple weeks or a couple days or a couple or a couple hours. God's not looking at your sin. He casts your sin as far as the east is from the west into the sea of forgetfulness and remembers it no more. He chooses to forget, man. He chooses to forget. And God's saying, he's saying, if I choose to forget your sin, if you see that, if you see the love that I have for you, man, don't look at the sin of your brothers and sisters. Don't look at the sin of people in the world. Don't look at what the devil's doing. God's saying, look at what I'm doing every single day and look at where I want to take this person and look at where I want to take this person. Wherever there's death, wherever there's destruction, wherever there's sickness, God is present and God's voice, God's voice speaks out healing, dude. God's presence changes everything, dude. <laughs> To everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. When we say yes to Jesus, when we agree with what he's doing, when we lay ourselves down and say, God, I want you, I give myself to you today. Today, God, this day. Dude, it's the first of the year. January 1st, God, I give myself to you. This year, 2021, I give myself to you, God. He's got something really special for us. <laughs> it's fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. What is that in your life, man? What is, what is God doing right now in your life that's just like, whoa, this is wild. There's going to be people um, where when you share that with them, it's going to be a thing. They're going to be like, man, that's not God. That just happened and you just got lucky. But man, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, every time, every time it's something good, it's from the Lord. Every time it's something good, it's from the Lord. If it's really good, if it's true, if it's pure, it's from the Lord, you guys. Thank Him for that. Thank Him for what He's doing. Dude, when something, when something goes wrong, when stuff goes wrong, dude. <laughs> if I'm at work and someone doesn't show up for the next shift and I've got I've to work another hour or another couple hours or another eight hours and do a straight up double. God, thank you. Right now, even though this thing's going on and this feels kind of stressful, God, thank you that you're so present with me and you love me, God. And right now, you're establishing me in patience, God. As I'm going through this, as I'm going through this right now, what it is, God, is really suffering, but to endure it patiently, God. I thank you that you're establishing things within me that are awesome, God. I thank you that you're making me into the man of God that I'm supposed to be and that's amazing God you're awesome thanks for being my dad thanks for loving me thanks for only giving me good things God and only taking away bad things God <laughs> bless you guys yeah he loves you he is so for you Dude, don't ever read the Bible in a way where it's boring and lifeless, man, and you're just getting knowledge. Always read it to know Him. Always read it to be with Him, to be present with it, with Him. Like, he's, He is talking to you guys every time you turn that Bible on, whether it's the audio Bible, or you flip open the pages, dude, or you're watching, or you're watching the Jesus videos on Netflix, dude, God is talking to you the whole time. God is talking to you. God, I pray that I pray that we'd hear your voice, 
that we'd hear your voice, God, in everything, that we'd hear your voice in the word in in whatever way we're consuming it. We'd hear your voice in worship, God, in worship songs. We'd hear your voice coming from the people around us that are speaking life over us and praying for us, God. We'd hear your voice from our leaders, God. We'd hear your voice, God, from people that that aren't even Christians, God. We'd We'd hear your voice, God, in people in situations that are totally just um that are totally just wrong god man god i thank you that i thank you that you're talking to us constantly god and i pray that everybody everybody listening to this god would just begin to acknowledge you more and more i was listening to this book the other day and it was talking about breaking down the fourth wall in acting and plays and theater and stuff when when the actor will stop and talk to the audience um it's called breaking down the fourth wall. Um, and like we do that with the Lord, right? We'll be in life and situations and work and stuff or you're doing things or wh- whatever. You're making food and you're, and you're focused on this and this and this. And all of a sudden it's like, bam, this thing will hit you and stop you. And it's like, oh, God, God is real. God, thank you. Thanks for what's going on here. Thanks, God, I'm not in a rush right now. Thanks, God, anxiety has no place in me. Thanks for your presence in my life, God. Thanks for just stopping me in my tracks and telling me that you love me, God. Thanks for dire- for directing my thoughts towards you right now in this moment, God. Like, God, I pray that every day that fourth wall would be broken down more and more and more in the lives of everybody listening to this. In Jesus' name, God. Amen. Bless you guys. You're awesome. Because <laughs> he, he makes you awesome. Ha, 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 ha.